This is the Colts Daily Update, a look at the latest with the Indianapolis Colts. Now, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, from the Power Home Solar Radio Studio. Hey, welcome into the Colts Daily Update tonight on a Tuesday. I'm Matt Taylor with you until 6.15 tonight talking Colts football. The Pacers play tonight pregame at the top of the hour as the Blue and Gold are in New York tonight to battle the Knicks, but we got a boatload to get into, so let's get right after it as the Colts had the day off today. They'll hit the practice field tomorrow to begin preparing for the Jaguars in Week 18. The Colts beat Jacksonville 23-17 to back in mid-November. That loss for the Jags started an eight-game losing streak for them. Their latest setback came on Sunday when they were shellacked by the Patriots 50-10. to The Patriots 50 points scored were the second most allowed by the Jaguars ever, and the 40-point loss tied for the third-largest defeat in franchise history. The Colts are coming off a loss as well, a disappointing 23-20 defeat to the Las Vegas Raiders. Indianapolis squandered an opportunity on Sunday to clinch a playoff spot, but they can rectify that with a win this Sunday. If the Colts knock off the Jaguars this weekend, the Colts will make the postseason for the third time in four years, but their seeding and their wildcard opponent depends on what happens in a few other games. It's dependent on the outcome of the Patriots and Dolphins game and what happens on Sunday night football between the Chargers and the Raiders. So follow me if you can. If the Patriots and the Chargers win their respective games, the Colts finish as the sixth seed. If the Patriots and Raiders win, the Colts finish as the seventh seed. If the Dolphins and Chargers win, the Colts move up to the fifth seed. That's the best-case scenario, so root for Miami and the Chargers to win their respective games. If the Dolphins and the Raiders win, the Colts finish again as the sixth seed. So I know it's very confusing, but bottom line is the Colts will be a wild-card team if they make the playoffs, and they will go on the road regardless of who they play in the first round of the playoffs. So it's going to be a very wild Week 18. Five teams are competing for the last two wild-card spots in the AFC, including the Colts, the Chargers, Raiders, Ravens, and Steelers, who are still alive mathematically with their win over the Browns last night on Monday Night Football. There are four teams who still have a shot at clinching the top spot in the conference. Those teams would be the division winners at the moment, the Titans, Chiefs, and the Bengals. And the Bills are still in play mathematically as well to get the top overall spot. Um, They can also win the AFC East with a win on Sunday. What we do know is that parity in the AFC, it's alive and well with so many quality teams in the conference. The eventual number one seed in the AFC will have at least five defeats tied for the most for the AFC's top team since the NFL began seeding back in 1975. The Colts coordinators met with the media today, and there's some news out of those press conferences. Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus was contacted by the Jacksonville Jaguars last week to interview for their vacant head coaching position. Eberflus was candid today in saying that his goal is to be a head coach in the NFL, but the Colts, as in Frank Reich, Uh, Chris Ballard and Matt Eberflus, they all agree that any external promotional coaching interviews will be put on hold until the end of the season so that the Colts can focus on making the playoffs and making a run in January. Also, offensive coordinator Marcus Brady met with the media today and said that wide receiver Paris Campbell looked pretty good in practice last week as the Colts designated him to return off the injured list, and Brady is hopeful that Campbell can be activated to the active roster Later on this week, Campbell has not played for the Colts since week six with a foot injury, and his return would really add some pop to the Colts' offense. He would join Michael Pittman Jr. and Jonathan Taylor primarily as dynamic playmakers 
Pittman went over 1,000 yards receiving for the season last week against the Raiders, and we all know Taylor broke Edger and James's franchise record for rushing yards in a single season, and this season marks the first time the Colts have had a 1,000-yard rusher and a receiver in the same season since 2016. That year it was Frank Gore at running back and T.Y. Hilton at receiver. All right, time for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll hear from head coach Frank Reich on the loss to the Raiders and how the team is prepared to fire back against the Jaguars this weekend and punch their ticket to the playoffs. That's coming up next here on the Colts Daily Update. Welcome back to the Colts Daily Update. A look at the Colts with Matt Taylor from the Power Home Solar Radio Studio. We're back again on the Colts Daily Update, and it's the Colts and the Jaguars on Sunday in the regular season finale. And for the third time in four years under Frank Reich, the Colts need a win in the last week of the regular season to punch their ticket to the playoffs. And this time they'll have to get a win in a venue where they have not won since 2014. The Colts have lost five straight games in Jacksonville. Remember, the 2016 game was played in London, and the only players on the active roster who were part of the last Colts win in Jacksonville are T.Y. Hilton and Jack Doyle. On Tuesdays here on the Colts Daily Update, we'd like to give you a sample of what Frank Reich had to say the day before on Colts Roundtable Live in case you missed it. Here's a sample for you as Frank Reich discusses the big reasons and why the Colts came up short on Sunday against the Raiders. Really just came up a little bit short in all three phases. You know, a game that comes down to uh, a three-point game on the last play of the game, you can understand why you can't look at just one play or one phase. It really comes from we all just got to be a little bit better. How disappointing was it not being able to to get that game, win the game at home in the regular season home finale in front of the fan base? I know that was something you wanted the fans to experience seeing the team clinch. No doubt. Uh, it was very disappointing. You know, wanted to have a big win. You know, I could have envisioned us, you know, walking off the field, celebrating with, you know, the players, sure. you know, hooting and hollering up in the stands with the fans. And, you know, so, uh, you know, we're, we're disappointed. We felt like we let the fans down, but we still have an opportunity we got a great fan base. Um, you know, we got to have a great game this week against a division opponent and, and and get ourselves into the playoffs. That's Frank Reich with us on Colts Roundtable Live tonight. What was it like for Carson Wentz last week? How did he go about getting ready for the game despite being away from the team physically last week? I mean, he just had to, he just had to do everything um, on Zoom and, you know, participate in all the meetings on Zoom. And, and th- so that was normal because we were virtual last – the whole team was virtual. Mm-hmm. So he was really just like everybody else as far as that's concerned. The big thing was, you know, he couldn't come into the building, couldn't practice. and um, So that's not ideal, but you still got to do the best you can do. Jonathan Taylor breaks the team's rushing record for a single season, a record established by – an all-time great in Edger and James, a record that stood since 2000, Coach. What was it like to see that moment, uh, him get that record, and then the uh, subsequent message by Edge on the video board? Yeah, Edge is such a class act and, uh, you know, one of the true all-time great players in the NFL, but obviously certainly first and foremost a true all-time great Colt. Um, Really happy for that moment, really happy for JT to be able to break that Mm -hmm. and you know, class act by edge, uh, acknowledging it. That's Frank Reich with us here on Colts Roundtable Live. If you have a question for Coach, you can tweet it in tonight and every Monday using hashtag Colts Roundtable. Let's leave some time for the uh, fan questions tonight, Coach. Lance is up first. He's asking, we're normally pretty good at getting points off of turnovers, but had no points off of two interceptions yesterday. How much did that hurt us in this game? Yeah, it was a turning point in the game, honestly. I mean, when we came out after halftime, 
you know, we got the touchdown right yep. in the two-minute drive, then came out and started the second half with a long touchdown pass to T.Y., and then Darius got the interception. You know, we made a nice run to get a first down, and then we stalled out and had a third and six at the 35-yard line and got sacked. Um, that that was a big turning point in the game. So, uh, you know, we just weren't able to finish the finish it off the way we normally do. All right, this question is coming from Bruce. Teams are loading up to stop Jonathan Taylor. Is that going to be the new normal after the Buffalo game? Teams selling out to stop Taylor and forcing us to move the ball in the passing game, and, and how do we balance that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody is selling out to stop the run, and, you know, credit to Jonathan and O-line and really the whole offense that he's, you know, still able to get 100-yard games and um, and average five yards, average over five yards of carry. Mm-hmm. So, um, he's doing a good job, but you know we we need to we're we're going to need to be able to be a little bit more explosive in in the passing game and take advantage of some opportunities we have there. All right, next question is from Wendell. How much confidence do you have that we can win on the road against Jacksonville and win on the road in the playoffs with our running game, our defense, and our lack of penalties? I we have a lot of confidence. I think we've proven it this year. You know, we went on the road and. You know, obviously beat the beat the Bills. Mm-hmm. You know one of these. You know beat the Bills, beat the Cardinals. You know here's you know two top teams. The 49ers are a good team. You know we won on the road against the 49ers. So um, obviously Jacksonville's been a, a, a mystery for us. On you know we haven't been able to solve that puzzle down there. But we just need to have a good week of practice and uh, get ready to play uh, a team, a, a good division opponent that we know is going to be up and ready mm-hmm. for us. Next question comes from Ben. What is Carson Wentz's secret to his escapability in the pocket when he's seemingly going down for a sack? Defenders just slip off him like water. I think it's a combination of size, strength, and athleticism. You know, he's got all three of those. He's big, he's strong, and, you know, and then he's athletic. So, um, you know, good balance and, you know, does, does, a good job, does a good job being elusive in the pocket. That's Frank Reich with us on Colts Roundtable Live. A few more questions from the fan. Again, hashtag Colts Roundtable to reach coach every Monday night here on the show. Uh, Darren's question is next. Our defense held the Raiders to only 23 points, and that unit has been playing great for a month. Did the defense play well enough to win against the Raiders? Well, that, that's, a, that's a trick question because, um, you know, the answer to anybody who plays on defense, sure. anybody who plays on defense, or when you play, whatever position you play, you feel like your unit has to do whatever it takes to win the game. So, um, I thought the defense played well, but um, if I was a defensive player, I would say that since our offense scored 20 points, then we needed to only allow the defense to have 19. Right. If I'm an offensive player, if the other team scored 40 and we scored 38, I'd say we didn't play well enough. Um, you always, you know, we got to do, we got to play complimentary football, do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to win the game. Well said right there. All right, last question from the fans this week. Wes, how did you go about scripting the end-of-the-half touchdown to Jonathan Taylor? What a great gamble to go for it on third down with only four seconds with no timeouts. Yeah, I mean, you know, just had a lot of confidence there, you know, know, inside the one-yard line. Um, We thought we'd take a couple shots at the pass, you know, knowing that the clock would stop. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in essence, got down to where there was four seconds, figured that would be the last play, and, um, you know, just – Punch it in with, punch it in with uh, JT and uh, behind that offensive line. Absolutely, that's exactly what happened. All right, Coach. Lastly, the Jaguars are up next. As you said, uh, you saw them back in mid-November. Uh, the Colts won that game twenty-three to seventeen, but they're a much different team now with an interim coach. 
Uh, they're on an eight-game losing streak. Uh, the Jaguars are still going to get your team's attention after a tough loss yesterday to the Raiders. What do you see in the Jaguars heading into this game, the regular season finale? Yeah, I, I see a team that I'm anticipating is going to be hungry. They, they just had a tough loss as well. Um, they're going to they're going to want to end their season on a positive note. Uh, I see, you know, they're very good defensively. They played us very tough up here in Lucas Oil, right. you know, a six point six point game. And plus, they're going to take a little pride in, you know, the, the little mojo thing that they feel like they have over us down in that stadium. So those are going to be the things we're going to have to overcome. That's Frank Reich, and that's from last night's Colts Roundtable Live radio show. That airs every Monday night in the regular season. And for that full interview with Coach Reich and the full show, also featuring Rick Venturi and Joe Wrights, you can check it out now on Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and the Colts audio network anywhere else you download your podcast. Instant replay is coming up next, and then at the top of the hour, it's the Pacers and the Knicks. I'm Matt Taylor, and we'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Colts Daily Update on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.